This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. So I'm going to be talking about your heart on trial. We live in a crucial time that the heart of many is still in there. We live in a crucial time that many are departing from faith, thinking they are still standing, but they are gone. They've checked out from following Jesus. They're no longer committed disciples of Christ. With this coronavirus, this pandemic, actually revealed the heart of many. But the unfortunate thing is that not too many of us are putting our heart on trial. In fact, the Bible, the scripture admonishes us that we should daily put our heart on trial. For every one of us that is over 50, we always go for this heart check. We always go for our physical. But how come we go for our physical and yet we don't go for our spiritual physical? And so what we're going to do for this very service is we're going to, I'm going to give you guys seven questions that put your heart on trial. Don't look at your neighbor. Just check yourself. I want you to check your heart. Because we're living in a very last time. I tell everyone that I come in contact with is that I'm not too sure that with this world has so much years. I strongly believe that Jesus will come in my time. I strongly believe he's going to be very, very soon. I strongly believe that. Because there's no other sign we're expecting. There's no other sign out there that we're waiting to, to, to be performed for Jesus to come. Jesus is coming very, very soon. And one of the prophecies about his coming is that there shall be many shall depart from faith. There shall be a falling away. There shall be a falling away, the distance of man's heart from their creator, from the one they actually proclaim to, to be worshipping. So tonight, to this morning, I just want to put your heart, I want you to put your heart on trial. God's desire is for us to constantly examine our heart and check the condition of our heart. It is very, very important, as important as our annual check. Psalm 626, verse number 2, it says, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my ruin and my heart. Try my heart. Put my heart on trial. The psalmist says, God, I, I long to be with you. I, 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 I proclaim everywhere I go to that I, you are my Jehovah. You are my shepherd. You are my Lord. You are my everything. You are my defense. But God, please, can you please help me put my heart on trial to make sure that what I profess is exactly what is going on inside of me. Because many of us profess to be followers of Christ, but we have departed from him. It is the condition of your heart that determines your spirituality and not your confession. So let's put our heart on trial. I love the way the NIV put it. It says, test me, O Lord, try me, examine my heart and my mind. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 3. It says, examine yourself, whether you are in faith. Paul writing to the Corinthians church. It says, guess what? You may speak in tongues. You may do all this spiritual gymnastics. You may be associated with the church or you may be associated with the position in the church. Paul says that is not enough. But the thing that actually will do it for you is your ability to examine your own heart. You take your heart, put your heart on trial. I want to check my heart. I want to try my heart to see if really I'm in Christ. Because many, the scripture says many shall be disappointed in that day. Jesus himself said that. He says many shall say unto me, Lord, Lord. Look at what it says. They will say to me, Lord, Lord. That means they've once proclaimed him as Lord. Jesus did not dispute him being Lord over them. 
but they dispute the condition of their heart. He says, I will say to them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Because every iniquity is a function of the heart. So put your heart on trial. Are you following Christ closely? Or are you, are you distancing from him? That's the question we have to ask. We live in a time that people are afraid of coronavirus even more than the fear of God. We live in a time that people so put so, so, much, so much care for themselves and their being, but they don't want to have association with God. Well, you can do church. I'll watch online. It's not the same. Watching someone taking shower is not the same as you taking shower. So the question is, where is your heart? For those of you here, praise God, you are here. You breathe the word and you are here. You're not afraid. You just want to miss your God. And I'm sure God is going to bless you tremendously. So Paul says, examine yourself whether you are in faith. Test your own self. Put your heart on trial. Put your heart on trial. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you have failed the first. Why must we examine our heart? The reason is because our heart desire truly points the state of our life. You want to check who you are? You want to check your standings? Check your desires. First, take the things you are longing for. For some of us, our longing is material things. For some of us, our longing is this and that outside of Christ. Check your desire. The, the psalmist put this very well. He says, my desire is, as the deer pines after the water, so my soul long for you. I'm a disciplined follower of Christ. I'm not a distant follower. I'm a disciplined follower. Closely following. Check your heart. Amen. Why? Why must we examine our heart? Jeremiah chapter 17, 9 and 11 says, the heart, of, the heart is the most deceitful thing. There is desperately wicked. There's no one that can really know the heart except the heart is put on trial. That's why you must put your heart on trial. Because the heart is deceitful. It can deceive you. Your own heart can deceive you except you put the heart on trial. And so many of us, so many Christians today, if you ask them, are you a Christian? They say yes because their heart has deceived them. But they're not closely following. So put your heart on trial. Verse 18, verse 10, sorry. He says, only the Lord, said, only the Lord knows, he searched all heart. He examined the deepest motive so that he can give to each person his right reward according to his deed on how they lived. Luke 18 verse number 8. I tell you that he will avenge speedily. But we're looking, we're concerned about verse um, 8b. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith in you? You are earth. The body is earth. So anytime you see earth, just know it's you. In most cases, when the Bible talks about earth, it's talking about you because we're formed from the clay. We're earthen vessels. If Christ comes, will he find faith in you? Are you closely following him? Or are you just one of those numbers that just want to breeze into church? Is your worship casual? Or is your worship intimate? How close are you with Jesus? I'll give you seven questions for examination that you will use to cross-examine your heart. First, number one. 
What thought occupies your mind when you have nothing else? When you are lonely, what is that thing that occupies your mind? Think about it when you are home, nothing. What is that thought that occupies your heart? That's the first question you must ask yourself. Yesterday when you were lonely, what is that thought? Was it the thought of God? What is the thought of righteousness? What is that thought? When I come again, will I find faith on earth? What is that thought that occupies your mind? You want to put that out on trial? Check when you are lonely, when there's nothing else to do. What is that thought that you think about? That's exactly the end day. That's, that's actually what determines how healthy our heart is. Psalm 63, verse 1 and verse 6. Oh God, my, oh God, my God, I search for you. How I test for you in a porch and a weary land where there is no water. How I long to find you. That's what the psalmist is saying. He says, the proof of the health of my heart is that when there is no water, when everywhere is dry, when it looks as if people are falling left and right, I constantly search for you. When there is no need to search for you, when it looks as if everything is falling apart in my life, when it looks as if things are not clicking, but I'm slunging for you because you are the only thing I need. You are the only thing I have. And you are the only thing I ever want. My, my soul, my soul is not after every or any other thing, but you in my life. You, Christ, in me, the hope of glory. He says, in the dry land, my search is for you. When there's pandemic, my search is for you. When it looks, everything is going airwire. scatter, my search is for you. When I lost my job, almost losing my mind. But guess what, Lord? My search is for you. I long to see you. I long to please you. My desire, my yearning is for you, my God. What is that thing that occupies your mind when you are just by yourself? Verse 6, I love it. I lie awake at, at night. I'm not going to allow evil thought to come across my mind. I'm not going to allow dejection, depression to overwhelm me. But my thought is you. What you think when you are alone determines the state of your really heart. Not when you think when you are in church. Not this. This does not determine our spirituality. What determines our spirituality is when you are by yourself. And there is no one there. What are your thoughts? Thoughts are powerful. What you think about most is what you value. What you think about most, eventually you become. Nothing happened until first is built in thought. Your actions, the things you do, first built in thought before it takes place. So some say, it's all night, my thought is you. So that directs its part at noonday. At daylight, because his thoughts, his whole life is saturated with God. With a close follower of Christ, your thought produces your words, your thought produces your actions, your thought produces your behavior. You can't change any actions except first you change your thought. You can't change, you cannot change any behavior except first you change your thought. What, what do you do? What are your thoughts when you are by yourself? Second, cross examination. Thank you is if everything was taken away and God alone is left, will God be enough? 
if you lost everything and you're left with God, would God be enough? Don't forget, the heart on trial. Be honest with yourself. If the case is no, then you need to readjust and know that you need something. You need to, you need to have a walk in your heart. And we're going to share how to realign our heart to make our heart healthy as we follow Christ. Jesus is coming very soon. And he's coming for a glorious church. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. We must not be deceived. I know you guys are well taught in this church. And that's why I have the liberty to bring this message here. Because you are well taught. If everything was to be taken away from you, would Jesus be enough? If the answer is no, there's a problem. For many, it's no. Jesus would not be enough. Remember the man Job? Everything was taken away from him. And yet he says, Marry him and live him. That is a man that his heart is right. Why is it cost God and die? Think about the most wealthy, the wealthiest man in the then age. Now he's rubbish with boys and sickness all over him. And yet he says, My redeemer lives. I will yet wait for my change. If everything is taken away from you, will God still be your God? Will you still come to church? Will you still dance the way you dance? Will you still have the voice, the voice of melody in your heart? Try your heart. You know your heart. If everything is taken, Oh, Jesus, will you still come here? Will you still serve? God is faithful, but is God enough? Is it enough for you? Remember the story of Job? Crazy. Lost everything one day. And yet God was still enough. Is God enough? If God is enough for most Christians in Nigeria, Nigeria will not be where Nigeria is today. But God is not enough. Because if God is enough, we'll be able to wait for our time. And not suffer, and not just manipulate the, the process. Job says that we yet wait for my change because I know he's faithful but is he enough you saw this story in Job chapter 19 verse 13 to 18 we don't have time to read I'll give you my third one and we'll keep the rest for the next service who in your life have you not forgiven and you cannot forgive your heart on trial who has offended you the most that you think I can't forgive this person who is that person or what is that thing that you can't forgive or let go? Check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14 and 15. So if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also will forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly father forgive you of yours. Forgiveness is letting go. Letting go of bitterness animosity forgiveness is letting go of offenses so who is who is in your life that you have not forgiven think about it and you may not be able but i just hope you can write this down and just meditate on this and allow the holy spirit to begin to walk in your heart because we need to put our heart on trial 
Paul says, examine yourself if you are in faith. If we are closely following him. A lot of people have departed. They've checked out from Jesus. They're no longer following, but they still have the garment of, of church. A lot of people have checked out with their behavior, with their character, and with the things they do. They've checked out. God is just the second in their life. God is not no longer their priority. Yet they still do what church will have them do. They still come to church, but they've checked out. They have the form of godliness, but the power of God they deny. But the question is, is God enough? If there's nothing else in your life, if there's nothing else that you are doing, what is your thought? And is he enough? Is there anything you need more than God? My prayer is that as we examine our heart, the Holy Spirit will help us to begin to recondition our heart so that we can become a close, disciplined follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not interested in church members. He's interested in disciples. And disciples are closely following. They're students of Christ. They're closely following. They're following the footsteps of Christ. If you, you are my disciples if you continue in my word. And so, Father, I just ask as we as your word has come forth and you've asked us to examine our heart. Lord, I pray you will help us. You will shine your light upon our heart. And Lord, if there's any evil in us, Lord, I pray you will expose even by the power of your spirit. Thank you for what you are doing in us. Is anyone here that wants to give their life to Christ? And that's the beginning of everything. If you, Christ is not your ultimate, if Christ is not your priority, you're not of his. Don't be deceived. Christ is we can't do anything without him. We must be in Christ. We must give our life to Christ and make him our Lord. Is anyone here that wants to make Jesus their Lord? Amen. I just want you guys to really consider this and just and thank you very much for Father, so we thank you and we worship you. We ask the Lord you minister to our heart. Lord, I, you spoke to my heart that you're going to you're going to walk in the heart of your people and my own heart self. And so, Lord, we're asking that you, we give you the permission to walk in our heart. Correct everything that needs to be corrected so that we can be thoroughly furnished, perfect towards you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, Call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.